everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Gordon, we got an update. Austin wanted to know if he could put it in his will that uh, if he unfortunately passes, you get all of his debt. Uh, Robert weighs in. He said, when a person passes, their debts are paired, and then what is left goes toward the heirs. So uh, so heirs have to pay for their family member's debt? Well, what does it mean when debts are paired? I don't know what that means. How does he spell paired? P-A-I-R-E-D. I have no clue. Hmm. Me neither. So if if thanks for the half info, Robert. If Gordon were in fact your heir, though Austin, it does sound like he would in fact get your debts. That is that's not cool. You mean heir? What is heir? Anybody who's designated in the will to take your stuff isn't that an heir? Yeah, that's actually really exciting. D- does he have to accept? That's another thing. When I put someone in my will, do they have to know about it beforehand? I don't think so. <laughs> no, this isn't. I'm getting work. 19 credit no, cards tomorrow. No, this this can't this can't be true. There, there's no way you can dump. Hawaii, that here I come. <laughs> <laughs> Got a good credit card and you're set. And then the the only thing is, you just can't outlive Gordon. Fine. <laughs> I think that at some point that becomes in my control. I, I don't I don't think this is this is legitimate. Otherwise, you'd have people doing this all the time. Austin's about to build a second house. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like we're joking, but really, a tractor backed into my ah. Oh, so what? Buy the tractor. Build another one. <laughs> oh man. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a, a an estate lawyer out there that can clear it up for us. I'd never wear the same pair of socks twice. <laughs> Austin just goes on a spending spree. <laughs> all the debt's going to Gordon anyway. It's all good. Uh, all right. There's well, a five thousand dollar tip here. We're still hoping. Uh, oh, okay. He said paid, not paired, oh, is what he ah. meant. So he said uh, when the person passes, their debts are paid. And then what is left goes to the heirs. Who so, pays them? But what, that's what I'm saying. What well, the debts equal more than the estate, right? So I can't, I cannot leave debt to somebody. But that what that what he's saying is whatever you're in the hole, whatever you've saved, it goes to that. And then if there's more left over, do your heirs just, get that. Do they just? That's what I'm saying. So say Austin owed a million dollars, and I have zero, and he and has twenty five dollars. Uh huh. And passes. So I get it that 25 goes to the debt, but where does the rest of the debt go? On to the next generation. That's what I'm so saying. I, or do I, they just write it off? Am I to understand this properly? So if, 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 if let's say Austin has a million dollar home, right? And, but he owes a million dollars somewhere else, then would they be able to take his home? Mm hmm. Right. That you have to, the, the home goes to the debt. But what if, what if he uh, he had a million dollars in debt and no home? Uh, or yeah. what if he then, still owed a million dollars on that then, home? Then it sounds like it's it's passed it's, along it's, to you. It, no, it's paid off. Isn't that what it said? It said it was paid. And then what is left goes to the heirs. What you? Well, what do you mean? What's left? I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you owe, if Austin dies owing a million dollars and he only has $10 to his name, then the rest of that debt goes to the heirs. It can't. I think so. No way. They're not just writing that off. Somebody's got to pay it. 
And that somebody might as well be you. <laughs> That'd be too many people that could get even with their family members that way. Huh. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that's correct. What, what's that? Uh, what's that song? Uh, the Temptations. What Papa was a Rolling Stone. Wherever he hung his hat was his home. And when he died, all he left us was alone. Isn't that what it is? <laughs> oh man. All right, uh, let's talk a little uh, Utah Jazz basketball, shall we, Gordon? Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, of course, the voice of the Utah Jazz, and he's brought to you by our friends at Kangarf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram for great deals and even better experiences. He, of course, is our good friend David Locke. Hi, David. Hello, guys. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're just we're just trying to figure out if you can pass <laughs> debt down to your heirs after you die. Any ideas? Debt down to your heirs? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so if Austin, let's say Austin, someone's going to collect it, yeah. right? So, well, so if, yeah, I think I think so. Like, I think if you're so you have no inheritance at all and you just have bills, I would guess your next in kin is responsible. So it, this this is how this came up, David. So let's say Austin owes a million dollars, you know, uh, across town, and he puts Gordon in as his heir. If Austin were to pass, would he pass that million dollar debt to Gordon? <laughs> and that's pretty spiteful from beyond the grave, no? Oh, that's so, no. I think then uh, I think Gordon would be able to free himself in the court of law by saying he wasn't related to him and he was unaware of this relationship. But if okay. I were related to him, then I'd be screwed, right? I think you could get screwed on that one. I'm glad I'm not related, as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, David. Hey, I heard you with Hanson Scotty yesterday, and uh, you were talking about this uh, this game last you night. You when I picked when I picked the Brooklyn Nets to win last night. I heard that. Yes, I did. But I I understand. I understood certainly where you were coming from and through that kind of prism how impressive was the win last night to you uh, maybe as impressive as any all all year i mean that was just a complete domination every element of excellence that this team has really playing i re, we, ron boone and i rewatched the game on the plane today um really playing hard jordan clarkson diving to the ground perfect rotations right out of the shoot um, very well executed game plan. I mean, just an engaged group, and then that allowed a lot of talent to part to kick in. So, you know, whether it's Boyan's first quarter or Ingles' just overall remarkable night, or Donovan's close, or Rudy's um, offense with Ingles in the pick and roll, which was incredible last night. I think they averaged about 1.6 points per pick and roll or whether it was Rudy's final four minutes of defense in the second quarter, which was as dominating as any player's been for a four- or five-minute stretch in the NBL season. Now, David, a mutual friend of ours sent me a copy of your call uh, over that stretch with Rudy. Now, wait a sec. Yeah. Why would she do that? I don't know. but I don't send that to her sense. for anything other than her to get that. So why would she do because me like that? She thought it was so funny and, and, and entertaining, and I listened to it and it put a smile on my face too. Hide the children, Rudy Gobert is a monster. I mean, he on the basketball court he is, David. I mean, what he's doing, he's. Would you say he's one of the five most dominant players in a league right now? 
So, I mean, I've always had this discussion of, like, where does Rudy fit? I think I was the first one to ever say I thought he was a top 10 player in the NBA, and I've been generally panned across all of media circles for this, um, which was an eye-opening moment I would share with you, uh, Gordon, as a longtime veteran and, of course, the Utah Sports Writer of the Year award winner. Um, what I thought was really interesting when I went out on a limb and called Rudy a top 10 player and, like, all the powerhouses made fun of me, I, made me realize that if I was a young broadcaster, I would never make such a comment, but because I have an established job and I don't really care what people think of me, <laughs> then I can make that comment and they can make fun of me and I'm just fine with it. But it's an interesting how this new culture of Twitter and Instagram and the echo chamber, I think, is really creating, you know, group think because anyone who goes outside of group think just gets killed, right? Um, so anyway, just a side note on that. But I mean, I've always kind of talked about Rudy as a top 10 player in the NBA because my contention is that if you have Rudy Gobert on your team, you're immediately in the top probably five defensively. Now, we're not there right now, but we're seventh. So we'll probably get there. Um, and there are just not very many players in the league who the minute you put them on your roster, you go into the top five. And the impact of good defense is the same as good offense in the NBA. And so if you want to see like what relates to wins – it's being in the top five in one of those two categories. We're on the verge of being top 10 in both. And he's certainly important on that. And his offensive prowess is showing more and more without the, the fact that he now has a spread floor where he can roll to the basket. And you watch that Brooklyn game and teams just don't know what to do. When Rudy's rolling to the rim, They've got to take away the lob, but it's Boyan or Joe Ingles or Donovan Mitchell coming at you or Jordan Clarkson, and if you don't bring a guy from the weak side to help, you're in trouble. And Sarah Kuskoff of the Nets broadcast team, like five plays into the game, they come back for their first replay, and she says, this is going to be a tough night defensively. It was a side picker roll with Donovan and Rudy, and she then put – on top of Boyan, 43%, on top of Ingles, 43%, on top of Royce O'Neal, 45%. And she was like, I don't know what you do. And on that play, Donovan hit Boyan for a wide-open three. Um, so, you know, Rudy's roll to the basket means that somebody's got to come help out. A third person has to get in the pick-and-roll, or else the time they didn't, Jordan Clarkson just threw a perfect little lob, and Rudy dunked it. And that's the first play of the game, Rudy dunked. So... You know, the Jazz have got the number one offense in the NBA now for the last, well, it's really 10 games, but because they've been so dominant over the last 10, you can stretch it out to 15 or 16 now. And the, the, the Rudy's as much of the reason as anyone else. So his impact both offensively and defensively is is just amazing. All right, David, I'm going to try not to get too windy while asking this, but I, I, I want to get your thoughts. So uh, last night, the, the Nets have to hide Kyrie Irving on defense, right, obviously, and they decided to hide him on Royce O'Neal. And we're all wondering what how it's going to go when, when Mike Conley uh, gets back. And I had this thought last night. Joe Ingles, I liked the concept of him coming off the bench, but it's quite obvious that didn't work for Joe, and he's playing so much better now. I, I anticipate him staying there when Conley gets back. But when Conley does get back with that starting five, where do you hide Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I mean that's the dream lineup we all talked about when the year started, right? You just there's no we would have we're going to be able to exploit every matchup that possibly you know comes at you. So the bigger question is where do you hide Lou Williams? Right. Um, 
And, you know, I, I think in the playoffs he'll probably be all right, but in the regular season the question is where do you hide LeBron? Um, the Lakers the Lakers defense is so good. Um, and the reason is because if Kyle Kuzma's not on the floor, every single player on their floor team is good defensively, and then Kyle's really long. Um, so, you know, where do you hide any of Houston's multiple guys? So, I, you know, I think where do you hide Jamal Murray? I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the Jazz are going to be able to exploit um, in the playoffs whoever they might be. How you, you know, we better be able to rebound out of that. Like, I'm, you know, Royce is really, really important to this team, and what he brings on the floor is super important uh, to this group. So I think that's, you know, it's going to be a difficult little dance on which of those six guys you close with and and how you do things. I I find it, you know, I don't I and I think it'll be a night by night basis, and these guys are going to have to handle that because I think you're closing with Boyan and you're closing with Rudy and you're closing with Donovan every night, and and you're probably closing with Joe just about every night, but not every night. I mean, there could be a night where Joe's not quite right, and then maybe Royce and Mike close or Mike and Joe close. I don't know, but it's. It's going to be a little tricky just because, you know, you look back at that Clipper game, you know, we lost because we didn't rebound on the defensive end, and that's what Royce has really begun to do for this team. Speaking of Joe, David, is this the best you've ever seen him play? Oh, yeah. Way, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and because it's an evolution of, like, teams had taken him away and it made him play to his right hand, and he just wouldn't go. Like, he just couldn't, wouldn't do it or couldn't do it. And now, they're, you know, now he's evolved from there to be able to now make plays when he's being forced to his right hand. And, frank, frankly, at this point, you know, what he's, what's happened is, if you think about this, when someone forces Joe to his right hand, actually how the rest of the defense is going to react becomes clear to Joe. So it's almost like he recognizes the blitz and then he knows what to do, right? Cause the defense is, you know, now he's, he's been given the first read by the defense when they blatantly force him to one side. Speaking of Joe, David, I listened to his podcast with, uh, with Zach Lowe the other day, and he brought up something that, that I really had never considered. He talked about when he first got into the NBA how long the three-point shot felt to him, and then he said he felt similarly at the beginning of this year after playing uh, internationally all summer that the three-point line felt really long to him, and he actually said next year when playing internationally he's going to make a conscious effort not to shoot from the line. I thought that was fascinating insight, actually, from him on something I'd never really thought about. Yeah, I, I'm beginning to think that as good as I think the FIBA competition is, and I think it's important for the players to play FIBA, um, and I think it makes them better, I'm not sure it has them ready for the season. And I think the games are shorter. You're not practicing much. I don't think you're quite in as good a shape. as Like, I don't think Rudy was quite in as good a shape as he thought he was when the year started. I watched Rudy last night in that second quarter, and – he makes a block of Spencer Dinwiddie that's kind of awesome. But what's more awesome is that there had been no stoppage in action. And he had sprinted up and down the floor about three or four times and then in transition got back to block Spencer Dinwiddie on the drive. Like, he's in really unbelievable condition. And so when you have that, uh, I don't think he had that when he came back because I just think you're not playing quite as much. And as you think you are, and then I think Joe had the issue of just that the the game and the and the ball the ball's different and the and the distance is different. So I think that you're you're I think there's just you know for elite level athletes that are very particular. I do think there's some areas where I'm not sure it prepares you for the season, 
that's perfectly. I think it's really good you play it. I think it makes you a better player, but I, I don't think it prepares you perfectly. David, you and I are of like mind on the brilliance of Quinn Snyder and what a great coach he is. And his his record is stellar in developing players. And Emmanuel Moutier is the latest example of this. He he just seems to be rock solid right now, knowing what to do, when to utilize his athleticism, when to give the ball up. And his turnovers are down. Everything seems to be heading in a positive direction. Quinn deserves a lot of credit, not just for the way this team is performing, but uh, the individual performances on the team as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the first guy that deserves credit is Emmanuel Moutier. And I think you probably agree with me, but I just think that's really important, that a coach can do nothing without a willing participant. Right? Um, And so... Once you have a willing participant who understands the what, um, how brilliant Quinn is and what he's trying to teach him and what he wants out of him, and that's why Emmanuel says he came, um, was to have that experience, and he's getting it, and it's great to see him take advantage of it. It's really a cool story. He's just a delightful young man as well who's got an amazing life story. And um, and so I think there's just a there's a warmth to him, and I think he wants to be better, and he's taking advantage of it, and frankly, he's now making himself a lot of money. David, uh, real quick before we let you go, if I happen to uh, pass untimely, how uh, how prepared are you to absorb some uh, law school student loan debt uh, of your wife's? Yeah, yeah, that'll be a negotiation. <laughs> Th- thanks, buddy. You're the best. Okay, see you, David Locke. Right here on 97.5. Are you related at all? Could you I can figure it out. I don't know. You know, everybody's related somehow. See, this doesn't make sense to me because all it would take is someone to go out and do a little genealogy and figure out who they're connected oh, to. Oh, I've already been on Ancestry.com, uh, my friend. And, then <laughs> and you're Gordon. in trouble. <laughs> and dump a bunch of debt on someone? It just doesn't make sense to me. It I, makes sense to me. <laughs> Coming your way, buddy. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.